Hey, millennials. It is about 9 o'clock on a very hot and humid 96-degree evening. Maybe a little worse than that. It seems like the sun has let up a little bit. But, boy, that's what these days have been. 100-degree days across the board. And, um... Yeah, I guess we're just glad to be out of Michigan, but that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. I'm going to start with a story, and I'm going to work into a subject that's been coming kind of for a long time. And I'm hoping that we can start some conversation. I don't get a lot of conversation with this particular audience on this podcast, but I would like to see that happen. So let's get started. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I was in, recently, I was in Springfield, Missouri. And I was trying to get some stuff done, and I needed some paperwork. But the paper that I had wasn't sufficient, so I needed to drive back home and get the actual paperwork. It, it couldn't be a fax. It couldn't be just the content of the you know what was on the documents. I needed to have the actual documents in my hand. So as uh, inconvenient as that was, the drive back home, which meant that I was going to be driving into the night. And uh, I wasn't going to stay the night at home because I needed to be up in the morning the next day, have my documents ready. So that put me on course to be driving at night through Springfield, Missouri at about 1 o'clock in the morning. So about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, I pulled over to use the bathroom and I stopped at a gas station there's a couple of people out front, and uh, the gas station attendant said that the bathroom was closed. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe they're getting ready to close or something. They're not, you know, open very late. It was pretty late, and uh, maybe they're getting ready to close up, go home. So I go to the next gas station. Same thing. They're open, but the bathroom is not open to the public. And someone was getting arrested in the Walmart parking lot at the time so Walmart was closed so I drove down about a half a mile looking for another place to use the bathroom and I finally came across a truck stop where the bathroom was open and the gentleman behind the counter said I could use that and I go there and the bathroom is absolutely disgusting sticky floors hot steamy urine smell hits you right in the face as soon as you open the door trash Toilet paper all over the floor, all over the toilets. Um, Yeah, it was a mess. And it wasn't like just trash on the floor. Like it was, like I said, sticky floor, urine everywhere. The toilets hadn't been flushed. Um, It was bad. It was really bad. And so in that moment, I kind of understood like, well, no wonder. Nobody wants to let anybody use the bathroom if this is what they're going to They're just going to come in and pee all over the place. Well, <clears throat> as disgusting as that is, I rewind my thoughts back to the first gas station where there was uh, two older women, older than me, so in their 60s, maybe. One looked like she was about in her 50s. One looked like she was in her 60s, maybe older. Um... And they were talking to some old 50, 60-year-old guy with no shirt. Um, just kind of hanging out in the gas station parking lot. 
I don't know if they had like just at first I thought like, you know, people just seen each other and like, I haven't seen you in a while. How you been? But then I forget it's like one thirty in the morning or not one thirty. It's like twelve thirty in the morning going on one o'clock. It's still pretty late. And I'm not used to seeing like 60 year olds hanging out at midnight. But um, the other gas station. Same thing. People hanging out late. Uh, the girl at the gas station seemed to be jamming stuff into her backpack. I don't know exactly what was going there. I was kind of minding my own business. But I just remember getting a really tense feeling, uneasy, uncomfortable feeling. And um, thankfully, Missouri is a stand-your-ground state where I can carry and I don't have to um, hesitate that if I'm being attacked or robbed or something. Like, I can defend myself. If you know what I mean. And I say all that because I usually don't go to cities where I feel threatened and unsafe, where I feel like I could be mugged or robbed at any time or, you know, something that's going to go down. And that's usually because I, I grew up in Saginaw and near Flint, Michigan. I grew up in the hood. So I'm used to those environments and not really trying to get back to those environments but this wasn't that I'm in Springfield Missouri it's not the hood really but I don't think I've ever been to an area where I'm sorry for the racial overtone I don't think I've ever been to an area where there's a lot of poor white people roaming the streets at one one o'clock in the morning that's new to me and I just assumed that it was just like a ghetto thing but apparently in the south that also happens so the next day, I decided to go out, hit the streets, and go to some thrift stores, see the town, see what's out there, explore a little bit. And I drive around, and every store I go to, I see, you know, like, there were both black and white people all over, um, but everybody had this weird, like, cyberpunk anime tinge to them. It's not like when I grew up in the hood in the 80s and 90s. You know, it was kind of like, if you play games, it's like, you know, Boys in the Hood, Juice, South Central, you know, Tupac videos, um, you know, kind of a drug scene. Uh, for you gamers, you got like uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, like that kind of vibe. But for some reason in Springfield, Missouri, you have people with like paintings on their face, like butterflies and not tattoos, but like large butterflies drawn on their face. I saw a girl with butterflies on her face as her eye makeup. And apparently she was also the manager of the thrift store. Um, she was kind of rude too. I just put that out there. Like she, you had people waiting in line and she didn't want to come help. Um, I saw people with like purple mohawks. Like if you've ever seen the movie Akira. And you and you know that cyberpunk vibe that I'm talking about. I thought that we would get there in the future. But it's I guess in some of these larger cities we're already there. You know people just have like this street punk colored hair tattoos and extremely weird makeup like birthday party makeup 
but for work in places that you just don't expect it. And then I would drive, you know, across town another 10, 15 minutes to where everything's been gentrified. And I don't see any of that anymore. And people are, you know, dressed normal, not wearing extremely weird makeup. Uh, but everybody still seems really closed off. And there, there are a lot of things that I notice when I'm in the city that I, I, I don't want to go through all the thoughts. But one thing I, I do notice is there seems to be this general hostility. And it's not just Springfield, Missouri. It's it's in some other cities that I've been to. I went to the bad side of Branson, if the, if there is a bad side of Branson. Um, I went to a couple other cities this year. And there's this, like, weird, like, defensive hostility where everybody suddenly discovered that they're a tough guy. Everybody has suddenly discovered... You know, it's like the nerdy kid who won a fight for the first time and now he's like walking around with a chip on his shoulder kind of like that vibe and I have a hard time putting it into words but I want to compare that as a generality and this is a stretch but there are some things going on on the other side of the country actually on all three extremely different parts of the country so you have New York Chicago and is it San Diego? It's not San Diego. It's San San Francisco. You have this weird behavior of crime where people are just like throwing like in San Francisco people are throwing stuff in trash bags at your local Walgreens and just walking out all the time. Casually. Several times a day. And they have to put like taco shells behind the glass. You know, like they're they're just walking up out of the store with trash bags full of stuff. But you also have like these smashing grabs where mobs of people are running into department stores. LA, San Francisco, on that side of the country. And then in Chicago, a few months ago, you had massive mobs of teens just getting in the fights, like just meeting up on the bridge somewhere several dozen teens just fighting for no reason like we had no idea what was going on just mobs and then in New York recently this last week we had teenagers just jumping up and down on cars and destroying the place and it's all it's all seemingly random and when we look at all the stories like nobody is able to make sense of it and I'm watching news broadcasters try to make sense of it I'm watching media personalities try to make sense of it and something sticking out to me personally um, I've heard Tim Poole the media broadcaster say the word demonic over a dozen times this month in the last few months Now, usually he's talking about politicians turning a blind eye to policies that they're doing or, or to decisions that they're making or when he thinks people are being dirty but in the context of the mobs there was a, a streamer who's I guess giving away PlayStation 5s or whatever and because a streamer decided he was giving away PlayStation 5s like 
people just started destroying the place. Like literally makes no sense. And it reminded me of 2020 where we had mobs walking around destroying the place. But the media told us that it was because they were angry and they felt slighted and they felt like they were lashing out because they had feelings about things. But these last few cases of the giant mobs, like that's not the case. You know, these, these kids that were destroying cars in New York, they weren't mad about anything in particular. They were happy. They were having a good time. They were just doing it because they knew that they could get away with it. They knew that no one was going to stop them. And then in Chicago, when the mayor was confronted about the teens that were just fighting and, and attacking people and roaming the streets, um, he took issue to the the media reporters using the word mob and tried to append some sort of racial overtone to it. Undertone. I don't know if it's undertone, overtone. He tried to like make it sound like they were being racist for using the word mob. I was like, what do you call a group of people? You know, destroying things in unison. Like, what else do you call that? That's a mob. I don't know what else you call it. Like, stampede? You know, that's cows. And, again, you know, and he says, unfortunately, there were arrests made. And he was really approaching the whole thing with very sensitive kid gloves. Like, you know, these kids aren't bad. They're not criminals. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just misunderstood. And, you know, unfortunately, we had to arrest a few of them. And what does this have to do with theology? Well, I'm getting into some weird territory or at least I, I plan to get into some weird territory with this stuff. Because from the people roaming the streets at night with no shirt on, walking up and down the highway in Springfield, Missouri, to the mobs of teenagers attacking random people and getting into fistfights on the bridge for no reason, to teens jumping up and down on cars while... You know, the Twitch streamer Hassan Piker tries to gaslight us and make it make us think that it's totally normal. He says in his quote, you know, that the media is reacting is overreacting about three dollars worth of Doritos like it's a bank run. That's how he described the situation. It's it's really confusing to normal people to see these things happening and then having either politicians or media explain to us that this is totally normal when Everything about it is not. It's chaos. When you see people going into your local Home Depot and just filling a cart with tools and walking out of the store, or, or just walking into you know a Walmart or a Meyer or some Costco or something and just filling up a cart with diapers and, and lotion and you know HBC products and just not paying for it, your thought is to get angry your thought is to say this isn't right something's wrong where's the police where's the justice why is anybody stopping this guy and then to have the media and or your local politicians tell you oh this is totally normal there's nothing wrong here it's upsetting and to me it harkens back to 2020 when people were setting fires across the country and we were being told no this is totally normal So when I hear people looking at this and questioning why is this happening, 
when I when I see non-believers saying something is not right, what is going on in our country? Why is this so bizarre? It's not just crime. It's it's a blanket thing. I tend to look at things a little more deeply and I, and I try to look at it from a different perspective. And so I'm going to start a series here where we are looking at things from a different perspective because I see it completely differently than what most people see it. So I'm going to give you the general thoughts and then I am doing more research where I will be talking about this a little more. But I'm going to plant the seed and I'm going to give you my general thoughts here. Here's what I think is going on. It's the general idea that there are demonized people in positions of authority that are sympathetic and spiritually in tune with mobs of people and that they're they're directly letting them off the hook, like deliberately letting them off the hook. Um, It seems like these people are directed on both sides to destroy, loot, intimidate on a mass level. But they, they have to play their part. So you have the mobs that are destroying things for no reason. And then the local authorities will just gaslight, obfuscate, and outright be defiant to the real authority of the state or the governor or whatever. And just not enforce laws. And they're in opposition to any sort of justice being committed on behalf of the people. And, and it's confusing to us. You see a mob of wild teenagers just destroying things. You see a mob of grown adults just destroying things. They're sometimes they're mad, sometimes they're happy. There's no sense to it. They're just it's just chaos. And then higher government officials end up making new laws that just out or or just outright refusing to enforce the laws on the books on behalf of the criminals, letting them out of prison. You know, letting them out of jail, not enforcing fines. Um, I heard that. I can't remember what city it was. Some of the BLM rioters were actually paid money. Paid money because of their feelings. And even going as far as let, you know, letting criminals out of prison over the course of the next five years, as in California, in some, you know, backwards way of being sympathetic or being, I don't know, they're not giving us reasons. They're just doing it. It looks like the demonized is working on behalf of the demonized on higher and lower levels of society all around. And they're trying to talk to us like it's normal. And I think to demonize people, it is normal. They desire chaos. They desire strife. They desire destruction. They, des- they desire filth. And so when you go to these places and it's filthy, it's destroyed, it's chaotic, it's dangerous, people are on edge, people are on drugs, people are aggressive for no reason. That's demonic. That's not normal human behavior. That's demonized behavior. And we like to say that like, oh, this is just how some people are bad and just this is how some people are. I don't think that's true. I think, yes, man is sinful, but I think... What we're experiencing is mass, is the effects of mass demonization. And there are good reasons for it. I've talked about it in the Zero Hour podcast a few years ago. I've talked about it covering um, 
stuff that was going on in 2020. And I think it's directly linked and we're seeing the direct results of rituals and a bunch of stuff that has led to a mass demonization of the public. And that's what we're seeing. And one of the reasons I think there's a demonization issue or that's the main issue is you see things like when you speak against a certain behavior or when you just speak about abstaining from a certain behavior, people will get mad at you on a mass level and attack you online. Like I I heard there was a guy online who said he didn't want to listen to music with swear words in it. And then he just got attacked online for the next few hours. Like there's no reason for that. But it's it's a you know it's that combination of like people are doing things and they feel convicted. But I think it's more than that. I don't think that any of this is natural. I think what we're seeing is demonized people being triggered, and and they're all being triggered at once. And that's the thing about like demonized people is when you get them in a collect in a collective, when you get them all in a big group, it's like they're all on the same Wi-Fi network or something like they just experience the same weird chaotic emotions and you could probably remove one from the room and another one will just pick up where he left off it's a bizarre phenomenon so I want to talk about this stuff over the next couple weeks I don't want to get too deep into the woods here just wanted to plant that seed and kind of get you to ask yourself like have you noticed that have you noticed um a hive mind or swarms of people that all seem to just flip a switch and go nuts for no reason at all or have you seen seemingly a whole city just on edge for no reason at all? like it's not normal guys and you're not crazy for if you're noticing these things don't let people gaslight you and say that it's normal that you know it's just whatever i think the real issue is that we've allowed people in this country to be so atheistic and so non-spiritual about things and and we've given them the be- not the benefit of the doubt but we've we've looked at things their way for so long that you know it's hard to evangelize America because Americans don't believe in God. Americans are irreligious. They don't they don't even believe in anything spiritual really and the ones that do are just already goofy looney tunes crystals and stuff but the but most people are just straight up atheistic don't believe in anything and then the ones that do that are open to spiritual things are are weak-minded are confused and have already opened themselves up to demonization and that's what's occurred we have experienced an a, a, a dry spiritual kind of agnosticism an atheist world secular worldview for so long that we have just had I think about a hundred years maybe more of people just explaining things away and and coming up with scientific reasons as to why things are you know trying to strip strip down phenomenons and tinker with it like you know like it can be deconstructed you can just find that one piece that works we're trying to make spirituality into a science or at least explain it away with science and that's been going on for so long that that's how most people think even Christians unfortunately and now we have a pouring out of demonic activity 
and we'll be talking about that more on this podcast as as we make more time to talk about it. But the end result and the hope and maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is well it starts with the warning it starts with blowing the horn and waking you up and helping you notice that this it isn't coming it's already been happening it's already happened and I'll explain to you how it has happened in the next couple of episodes and now that it's happened people are starting to notice it and eventually it's it's just going to keep getting worse until people start actually asking if the devil is real then where is God if the devil is weird, real, where are the Christians? If the demons are going to get you, then how, how do I fight against this? How can I be saved, essentially? People are going to start asking, how can I be saved? What must I do to be saved? And where's the church going to be? Are they going to be prepared for that? Are they going to have the answers? Will they have considered this situation before we've gotten there? I hope you will as a listener, and I hope that we have time to walk through these things before it gets any worse for any of us. Because that's where the hope will be. God will prevail in delivering people and saving people and in making himself known to the nation once again and bringing glory into himself. And I think that's what's going to happen. So you've been listening to the Millennial Reign Podcast you can access this podcast through zeroforhire.substack.com. It's part of my collection of podcasts on that website. Um, we are operating because of donors and su- subscribers. If you're not already subscribed as a as a paying subscriber, I encourage you to do so. That really helps us out. That, that alleviates a lot of the pressures and allows me to open more time in my schedule for study, for production of these podcasts and and all of the work that we're doing Uh, we're creating comic books we're doing some some cultural things my wife's playing stuff right next to me the all of the buzzing you're here like i said it's 100 degrees and my next few podcasts are just they're just going to have the air conditioner in the background it is the dog days of summer and i can't apologize for that enough but i can't pretend like that's not what's happening so thanks for listening um I will hopefully hear from you guys soon. I'd love to hear your comments. Zeroforhire.substack.com if you want to leave comments and have them be read and actually noticed. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next one. Stay holy.